0: The following program is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show.
1: It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you today. On the show today,
0: I have some guests, and we are going to have a conversation concerning the possible overturning of Roe v. Wade, all because of Mississippi. But first, do you remember this exchange between Chris Wallace and Donald Trump? Mr. Trump, you're pro-life, but I I want to ask you specifically, do you want the court, including the justices that you will name, to overturn Roe v. Wade, which includes includes, in fact states, a woman's right to abortion. Well, if that would happen, because I am pro-life and I will be appointing pro-life judges, I would think that that will go back to the individual states. But I'm asking you specifically, would you like to- If they overturned it, it'll go back to the states. But what I'm asking you, sir, is do you want to see the court overturn? You just said you want to see the court protect the second amendment. Do you want to see the court overturn Wade? Really well, if wet? we put another two or perhaps three justices on, that's really what's going to be, that will happen. And that'll happen automatically, in my opinion, because I am putting pro-life justices on the court. I will say this. It will go back to the states and the states will then make a determination. God bless President Trump. He came under a lot of attack for bringing conservative judges to the Supreme Court, but that was his promise, and now we are seeing that there are fruits coming from what he did, the fruits of states' rights, protecting the unborn. It is a great day, and we need to continue to pray and pray because the targets on the backs of the right conservatives are bigger and bigger because we are definitely hated by the left and those that support abortion. My first guest today is a former colleague of mine from Jackson, Mississippi, Jim Thorne. Jim is one of the top news reporters, in my opinion, in the state of Mississippi. He has covered the abortion uh, subject for many, many years, and he's in Jackson, Mississippi. Jim Thorne, welcome to the show. How are you, Jim?
2: I'm good. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate it.
0: Well, Jim, um, were you surprised about uh, the leak, the news that uh, Roe v. Wade could be overturned?
2: I'm not surprised at the uh, decision. However, you know, one thing we must caution, I know our attorney general, Lynn Fitch is saying that, you know, she's not really going to make a statement until it's official. Uh, so I believe I think most people believe that this is a real uh, opinion by the majority of the Supreme Court. So I'm not surprised. You know, of course, it's uh, one of those things that we have to see how it plays out.
0: Judge Alito writes. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. I agree with that. Do you agree with that?
2: Well, that's the way it was before Roe. You know, of course, abortion is bad on all accounts. If this actually is implemented, which I believe it will be, then there are going to be a a lot of unborn children saved. And uh, that's a good thing. I was always considered, I guess, myself pro-life as a young man. Uh, but as a young dad, uh, my position was a little bit more stringent, a little bit more strong. You know, when my baby, my first baby was born and I saw that little child for the first time is like, oh, my goodness, we've got to do something to try to help other unborn children, uh, help them to become birth in this world. And so from that point forward, our church, our little church, and thanks to um, Jack Keane, our pastor at the time, uh, we were, he, he kind of took the lead in this area and really encouraged us to start going out to the abortion clinic. This was probably in 19, I don't know, 87, 88, somewhere in there. And um, just uh, talking to women at that time, Ron, there were less uh, restrictions on abortion. Somebody could make an appointment, go to the abortion clinic. And, and not we didn't have the 24-hour waiting period, parental consent or anything like that. So it was uh, it was pretty crazy. But uh, our little church started going out there. We took a few of us. And uh, we had some pretty amazing uh, events happen. We saw some women turn away. We uh, were under some pretty heavy-duty persecution at times. But it was all well worth it. And, of course, uh, there were so many people that got involved. And everybody kind of did their own part. It could be in the legislative realm. It could be in the media realm. It could be uh, in the uh, CPC realm, praying, choose life tag, just a number of things. And, and I think it really kind of snowballed to the point where we are now that uh, the, the public opinion has really not changed. I mean, you would think after 50 years, you know, this would kind of just go away. But not so. You've got a lot of people, a lot of good Christian people who kept the fight. And uh, just it's uh, this is what we've seen as a result today.
0: Why do you think the radical left is so angry on this issue? And now they're talking about uh, removing the filibuster, packing the Supreme Court. They are just they're very angry.
2: Ron, you know, we've talked about this before, and I, I think it's more of a spiritual issue. If you look in Scripture, and I'm not a theologian or, you know, Bible expert, but, you know, back in the days that uh, Israel had fallen, they were sacrificing their children to demon gods. So without those who are pro-abort saying such, but being so adamant to have this continue in our country, I think it has to be deeper than just what's on the surface. And you know, that's just my opinion.
0: And it's really not correctly telling the people in the media that Roe v. Wade will be overturned, it's just going to go back to the states. Isn't that right?
2: Yeah, that's the way I understand it. But here in Mississippi, we have what we're what's called trigger laws. And if Roe is overturned, then abortion is going to become illegal in almost all circumstances. Other states, there are some other states that are going to be in the same, do the same thing. But you'll have the liberal states like out in California, Washington State, Oregon, and some on the East Coast that are going to do everything they can to, uh, you know, keep it uh, like it is in their state. But thankfully, at least here in Mississippi, I think we've got leadership that's to uh, you know, make it for all intents and purposes illegal. And again, I don't know if people know this or not, but here in Mississippi, we have one abortion clinic left. There was a time back uh, when we first started, you know, getting involved in pro-life work. There were seven, if I'm not mistaken, scattered across the state. Three of them were right here in Jackson. Uh, And uh, now there's just that one abortion facility. There are 3,000 abortions per year estimated. Uh, Many of those now are through the, uh, you know, the, the chemical abortion. But still, people just don't understand the scope of what's going on here in Mississippi, in Jackson, at that one facility what I'm saying is if this is going to hold up and I believe it will and reverse back to the state here in Mississippi, we're going to see untold number of of children saved and women will be spared the uh, trauma and the life changing detriment it's going to make in their lives. I think it's encouraging all along.
0: Did you know, Jim, there was an abortion clinic at one time here in Gulfport, Mississippi?
2: Yes, uh, I I did. And uh, i was down there a couple of times, uh, you know, sidewalk counseling myself along with some others. So yeah. Uh, it was the same abortionist who did p- abortions here in Jackson at one time. So yeah, I was aware of that.
0: I wasn't actually involved because I was just new to the Christian scene, but I remember watching the people out there in front of the clinic praying and as you said, even talking with ladies. And I bring that up because right now a lot of people that hear this news are going to hear things from the news it's going to try to scare them try to intimidate them what is it that we need to do
2: well there are a number of things ron i mean because this fight is not over there's always going to be women that are going to be facing unplanned pregnancies they're going to want to have an abortion i think you know like we have uh, some really fine people here in the jackson area and across the state all across the state in these crisis pregnancy centers they're offering women alternatives to abortion. They're supportive even after the baby is born. And all of their services are free, but it takes money to operate. So, the very least we can do is help support these fine organizations all across the state. You get a Choose Life car tag for your vehicle. Pray with your church. Get a church organization started, perhaps a pro life group that can uh, continually pray and maybe reach out. You know, one other thing, too, Ron, and you may know this, that uh, churches, all churches pro- probably uh, have women you know, as members who have had abortions, but nobody really knows it because they've kept it to themselves. So I think I think the more accessible help can be within churches, also the CPCs. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be huge for the entire entire state. One thing that's encouraging to me, too, Ron, is young people are extremely pro-life. They're, they're probably more pro-life than, than any other generation. The reason is, is because when you think about it, a third, at least a third of their classmates are not there because they've been boarded. So, you know, in a year from now, I would like to see more people step up to help uh, these women who are facing non pregnancies. I'd like to see more adoptions, foster care help available, uh, and there's some fine organizations working in those areas now, and uh, I- I'm assuming that probably those are going to be expanded to a good deal.
0: Well, Jim, I have always respected your stance, and you are uh, a top-notch uh, newsman, and you were arrested at one time, were you not?
2: That was our little church, like I mentioned back you know, a few minutes ago. We really kind of took the uh, the lead in all of this. We, we organized. Uh, what we call rescues, you know, Operation Rescue was going full speed at the time. We were introduced to that. And we thought, you know, it, 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 what's a proper response to murder? If we really believe that abortion is murder, what's a proper response? You know, our little church organized these rescues at the abortion clinics here in the Jackson area. And, and there were some in other parts of the state as well. And we just we peacefully went and sat down and sat in front of the the doors so that no one could get in. And that would give our pro-life of sidewalk counselors an opportunity to talk to the women uh, before they went in, you know, give them information, give them literature, and also, uh, you know, educated the public as to what abortion really was. So, you know, of course, you know, the police were called, we were trespassing, and we were all taken away on a bus, booked and released. Fortunately, nothing ever came of that, but uh, it it made national news. I think it even made international news. I'm very proud of the the group of people who who were part of that. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that we felt we had to do.
0: And this is a time right now that those with Christian beliefs, we really have to stand strong because the intimidation is going to come. Even if we don't become vocal or go out, and, you know, do protesting, we can pray, can't we?
2: Oh, absolutely, Ron. And I, I think, uh, I mean, I try to do that every day. Uh, and I know so many people have. And, you know, everybody's not called to do the same thing. But if we can pray, we can share in, in, in God's providence. And just it's a wonderful opportunity we have to be united uh, as a Christian community Uh, around this particular issue, even as gruesome as it is, if there's one benefit of it, uh, maybe that's it.
0: Jim, your thoughts on something. How can a person who calls themselves a a follower of Christ support abortion?
2: Well, you know, I I think it boils down to two things, in, in my opinion. Number one, the first thing is they have to define what that unborn child is. Is it a human life or is it not? And if it is, then what is our responsibility towards it? You know, it's kind of uh, ironic that here in Mississippi, that if a pregnant woman, uh, the unborn child is killed in an act of violence, then that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's a that's a, a homicide. And yet, you know, for an unborn child to be killed at an abortion clinic, perfectly legal, at least right now. So, you know, I think that's the number one question: is if that child is really alive, then what is our responsibility towards it? And then also. You look at what the church has always taught throughout history—the Christian Church, the Church Fathers, through the earliest parts of, of Christianity—without doubt, without a question, all of them were uh, emphatic about the life of an unborn child that is truly that needed to be protected. And when we deny that, that denial really came up just maybe uh, not that long ago in our our present uh, uh, era. So you know you're denying not only the Bible. Not only uh, uh, the church fathers, and but you're denying that that child is an un, it is a truly a life in itself. So those are the questions that they would have to ask themselves if they really want to probe into it themselves. And really, honestly, I don't think that they really know what they're saying by saying, "Well, I'm I'm uh, pro you know I'm pro abortion." I don't think that, that I don't think that's possible and still be a, a, a true Christian. And I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm just telling you based on what I've read, tradition, and what the Bible teaches, I think the two are incompatible.
0: Wow. Well, but Jim Thorne, a former colleague of mine in the uh, radio news business, and uh, Jim,
2: before we go, will you uh, pray? be happy to. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Oh Christ our God, have mercy on us as a country. Have mercy on us for taking the lives of untold millions of unborn children. We pray, Lord, for wisdom as we go forward. We pray that uh, you watch over women who are uh, expecting uh, unplanned pregnancies. We pray that you take care of them. We pray that you give us wisdom on uh, stepping up to the plate and taking action where it's needed. We thank you for all your good things. And we, again, ask for mercy on us all. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
0: Well, Jim Thorne, God bless you, brother. Thank you for uh, taking a few minutes and visiting with me.
2: Well, sure. Just real quick, too, Ron, I want to thank you for your friendship through the years. It's been invaluable. And uh, thank you for what you're doing down there on the Mississippi Gulf Coast.
0: Hey, one last question I forgot to ask you. I asked this to all my guests, Jim, is the title of the show is Get the Hell Out of Your Life. How do you get the hell out of your life?
2: (laughs) That's pretty easy, Ron. That's a softball, man. (laughs) (laughs) You bring Jesus in. And the hell can't stay.
0: <laughs> All right. I love it, brother. All right. Talk to you soon, Jim. God bless. See you.
2: Thanks, Ron.
0: Listeners, when I return, my guest, Tiffany. She is going to share her mom's story about the choice that she made concerning abortion.
1: You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope.
0: If you need something more out of life than what you've already experienced.
1: If you need a new start. A clean slate.
0: If you want to live life forever. You need oh. God in your life. If getting old has you depressed. If
1: growing up sometimes scares the daylights out of you. If you want to know what the future holds, get in touch with the one who holds the future.
0: Stop wasting time and get only a hold of God.
1: It's not about earning points by being good. It ain't about some boring church. It's
0: not about working your way to heaven.
1: Finding God is not about following some group who claims to be the only way to God. It's not about being religious. It's not about religion. It's all about God's only son. It's all about Jesus.
0: It's all about Jesus.
1: It's about Jesus Christ. It's all
2: about you. It's all about you,
0: Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me.
1: Well, someday when I stand before God and he asks me, why should I let you into heaven? All that's going to matter is if I knew Jesus or not. And that's what it's all about.
0: Yes, I am a believer. If you are going through some struggles in life, hang in there. Trust God. He's on your side. He loves you and has a plan for you. In fact, my next guest is Tiffany, who is walking in her destiny today because of the choice her mom made. Tiffany, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm definitely looking forward to the conversation.
0: Well, Tiffany, share with us your story, but more importantly, your mom's story
3: my mom was raped around March of 1973 and then those of you who are familiar with Roe versus Wade, you know, abortion was legalized just a couple of months prior to her rape in January. And so again, this is 1973, you know, she no longer because of Roe versus Wade, she didn't have to go and find, you know, a back alley or undercover kind of so to speak to have an abortion. Uh, Roe versus Wade really kind of swept the news media and so for her again being raped you know, it's not something that she asked for you know her options at that point were to seek an abortion of course she could parent parent or caring parent, parent or she could follow up with uh with an adoption plan and so the wonderful thing that I love about pregnancy resource centers is that they do provide that safe environment for women to come and to sit and have an opportunity to talk to other women who've been through that same scenario but of course you know back then there were not pregnancy resource centers uh, in existence, at least not functioning in the manner in which they function now. So my mom, she sat down, had a conversation uh, with a family member, explained to them where she was at and what her options were. Um, And they really, fortunately, you know, talked to her and encouraged her to choose an adoption plan. So as a result of her choosing adoption versus going with the obvious choice that would have been very easy at the time, which would have been to choose uh, an abortion, she decided to follow through with an adoption plan, which again, is like the absolute best thing that has ever happened to me. Uh, I realized that because of that adoption plan, um, that uh, my my story, my life, my children's story, my children's life, all of that uh, would totally be a different, would be a different option. One, if I stayed in the home with her, you know, again, the rate within itself really kind of sent her on a downward spiral um, emotionally, spiritually, financially. Uh, and so having her to follow through with the adoption plan, that was definitely a huge win on my behalf. And then, of course, you know, now I get to share, you know, my story, which essentially is her story uh, in a way to help women who are in that same predicament. Know that, you know, if you give God an opportunity, he can work everything out for your good. You know, that adoption um, is a good, is a good choice. Abortion, you know, you just really, I I think a lot of women, uh, it seems like an easy and a quick way out. But really, what you end up walking away with for years at a time is a lot of guilt, a lot of shame you know, lots of um, unresolved issues with inside of your heart, you know, having to forgive yourself, you know, wondering, you know, day in and day out about what would my life have been like if I had not followed through with that abortion. Uh, I've heard countless stories, especially, again, working within the pregnancy resource center world, countless stories of young ladies who have been tormented, you know, mentally and emotionally over the years for having made the choice to choose an abortion And then often they end up having to make that choice a second time, sometimes a third time, sometimes a fourth time. And it doesn't get any easier, mind you, but they just end up being trapped and they don't know how to find their way out. So again, my heart really goes out for women who are in that place, you know, having to make a choice. Like it's not an easy choice no matter what, right? But they need all the love and all the support that they can because at the end of the day, they're really, really, really just trying to find a way out. And so again, I love the work of pregnancy resource centers and providing that atmosphere that is loving, that is supportive, that is kind. And again, lots of women that serve in pregnancy resource centers, there are plenty of women there who've had very similar situations, not necessarily from a rape per se, but an unplanned pregnancy and having to kind of figure out how they're gonna move forward. So
0: wow.
3: um again It's just, you know, fabulous the work that they're doing.
0: If somebody is dealing with an unplanned pregnancy, most cities have pregnancy resource centers don't they
3: yeah there are uh, hundreds of uh, pregnancy resource centers across the United States but they're actually worldwide um, within the state of Mississippi where you know where you and I are located that there's at least 70 pregnancy resource centers within within Mississippi and so again just imagine you know when you take a, a look at the landscape of the United States in general there are hundreds of pregnancy center pregnancy resource centers available. Uh, and there's typically a 1-800 number that um, individuals can can call, and then um, no matter where you're located at, they can direct you to a pregnancy resource center and have a conversation there on the phone if you're not able to actually go in to to talk to a representative. Tiffany, you
0: are a bright light. Thank God for your story. Before we go, anything you'd like to say, please do
3: you know I think whenever I have an opportunity to address the crowd and um, individuals are you know they're they're discussing Roe versus raid they're, they're discussing adoption of parenting and caring, no matter what I think that I always want to encourage people to really be mindful of the of, of our conversations, be mindful of the way that you approach. Um, the conversation, because you just never know the stories of the people that you're actually conversing with. You don't know where they've been. You don't know what they're facing. And oftentimes, I think, especially as Christians, sometimes we can be a bit harsh. And I hate to say that, but we really can be very harsh in our language, right? And so with that, I just always want to encourage people to to be mindful of how you approach the conversation, so that you are encouraging people in a life-giving, positive, supportive manner versus condemning people. Because, again, you never know the stories of the people who are sitting, you know, right next to you on those church pews, right? And then you never know where people may end up day after tomorrow, right? And so be mindful of that, because you may be the person that they would um, reach out to. But if they autom- if they know automatically or if they feel that they may be condemned or judged based upon the way that you pr- approach the conversation, There You're not going to be that safe place for them. And so that's what we always want to do. Always be mindful the way that you approach the conversation so that you're not closing the door for that next young lady that might actually need you to give them a hand up. I say this all the time to individuals whenever I have an opportunity to share. At some point, we all end up in a pit. Sometimes we are just walking along. You know, life happens. You know, for us, you know, an example Katrina hit the Mississippi Gulf Coast, right? We didn't do anything. It just happened. And so lots of us ended up in a pit as a result of that. There are other times when uh, other people's decisions, others' choices will push us into the pit. That is the husband who's come home and decided, I want a divorce. It's the child who's decided that they want to, you know, go out and live a life that is contrary to the lifestyle that you've probably taught them as uh, at growing up in your home. And then other times, you know, you. End up in the pit because you just pick the shovel up, which I've done many times and does the whole for myself with my own choice. But no matter why, I do believe that, again, as a Christian, our goal is to be like Christ. We are to crawl in the pit and help pull people out of the pit so that, again, they can begin to walk positively back into life with their heads held high, redeemed um, by the love of Christ. Again, thank you, Rob. Oh. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk and to share this morning.
0: Well, absolutely. And one last thing before we go. Somebody wants you to come speak to their group. Do you do that?
3: Oh, yes, 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 yes. I, I I love having an opportunity to share my story. I, I really, again, it's will sharing my mom's story, you know. Uh, and my life is amazing. And it's all because of the choice that she made.
0: How do they get in touch with you?
3: I can be reached out on all social media platforms at Tiffany D. Bell. Email is Tiffany D. Bell at com.
0: And listeners, I have known Tiffany for many years. I've heard her speak. She's dynamic. She's passionate. And you just heard the wisdom she shared. Tiffany, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
3: you, too, Rob. I appreciate that.
0: Ron, will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, listeners. Make it a great week and remember no matter what you're going through, God is for you. He is never against you. And when you get the hell out of your life, you have peace and joy and a passion to pursue your purpose in life. Check out my website, thepromoter.org, and the Facebook page, which is the same, thepromoter.org. Until next week, this is Ron Myers reminding you that I love you, God loves you, and it's time for you. To be blessed beyond words.
1: Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.